This is Wellbeing Well Said, the podcast with me, Sarah Maloof. Join me as I chat with fitness gurus, business owners, wellness experts, and other inspiring individuals as together we dive into what it means to live well. Hey everyone, it's Sarah, and this is Wellbeing Well Said. If you're new here, this is a little something that I do every other week. So every on one week, we will do an interview podcast last week. If you haven't listened was so sweet and special. I interviewed a child, sweet eight-year-old Bella. She has been struggling with different health issues her whole life. And I just really wanted to get her perspective. It was a really good way to put things into perspective for me. And I assume for everyone who listened, we always have something to be grateful for. And I say this in the beginning of that episode, um, but I don't think we should compare each other's traumas, but I think it is sometimes to be in touch with reality. And I personally, I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak for myself, blow things out of proportion on the reg. I make myself just miserable and sick over things that really aren't that big of a deal. And not to say some things aren't, of course, some things are big deals and, you know, I'm not speaking to that, but just day in and day out, we have a lot to be grateful for. And I think Bella is obviously still so grateful for her life, despite her circumstances. And that was a really special interview. So every other week I do those interviews as mentioned. And on the off week, I get behind the mic and I just do these short and sweet solo episodes. And I speak with whatever's been put on my heart and mind that week. Um, I do these just nothing's really super scripted. I just kind of speak from the heart and this week in particular, I wanted to talk more about this overarching topic. That's been coming up a lot in my life personally, and that is blanket statements or labeling, labeling ourselves or others with the always the always before the adjective or the verb or the, whatever it is. So let me give you an example. And these are two instances that I've spoken with recently in my life with people in my life. So I won't, I was speaking with someone recently about the idea of anxiety, and I am not here to say that anxiety is not a real struggle. It is definitely a struggle there. You know, therapy is great. Wonderful. I'm a big supporter of it. I think that there's a time and place for medication for mental disorder, and I'm not trying to discredit that, but what we were talking about is, you know, we create these narratives in our mind. So think about it. If you were to go, I'm giving you a little metaphor, I guess, metaphor, I think is the right simile. No metaphor. Um, let's think about this. Let's say that you went on a certain walking path every single day and it was off the beaten road. And so it was, you walked through the same dirt, same grass every single day with you or you and your dog or whatever, after several days, weeks, months of walking the exact same path, you're naturally going to put some sort of rut in the ground, right? You're going to put some sort of path, a physical, literal path that you no longer have to really think about. You just follow the path in front of you because with repetition over time, you've actually created it for yourself. That's the same, that idea of creating the physical path out of the habitual one that you've put in place for yourself is true with our mind. There's a great, amazing book, winning the war in your mind. I will link it in the show notes because, oh my gosh, it's so good. I think everyone should read it. 
is by a Christian author, but he does a really, really good job at explaining the science behind mental health and the things that we tell ourselves and all the mind games we play and puts it in a spiritual perspective. But whether or not you have the same spiritual beliefs as me, I think there's something that could be taken from this book, but that comparison and that metaphor I just mentioned came from him, that author, Craig, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. I'm going to say it wrong, but I'll like, I'll link it. Like I said, but anyway, going back to that idea, if we tell ourselves something over and over and over day in, day out, week in, week out, we no longer at a certain point have to actually consciously tell ourselves, we just subconsciously follow the path that we created. So in this instance, when I was talking to someone recently, a loved one, we were talking about anxiety and social anxiety specifically. And she was saying, you know, she was labeling herself. She had created in her mind, this narrative after years of telling herself something I'm socially awkward. I have social anxiety. I just get so anxious, blah, blah, blah. And I said, why don't you, and I'm not discrediting that again. I believe you, I believe those emotions are real and that you feel that very much so in the moment. But what if instead of saying I am, or I always, or I do, we just reframe it and say, sometimes I feel anxious or at times I can be awkward, but putting it as a one-time one-off scenario, instead of making it a characteristic of who you are as a person. And she was like, you're so right. I've actually been trying to reframe that talk in my mind. That's something I'm working on because it's so true. Y'all we tell ourselves things subconsciously over and over that it's, it becomes who we are, whether or not we were hardwired to be that way. I think that God gave us all unique personalities and characteristics to be a way that is beautiful and beneficial to him and his kingdom. And that can grow us here on earth, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, we can build great relationships based on our different personality traits and characteristics. And then we have some not so great ones. Everyone of course has things they don't love about themselves or tendencies they lean towards that aren't the most flattering or uplifting. And those are very real, but instead of giving yourself an identity in those, just say it for what it is. It comes and goes. It's not who you are. And really reframing that concept in your mind can, I think personally, I think it can actually change who you are, that path that you've created that you no longer have to think about to walk down. Well, it'll start fading into the distance because you're treading on it less and less often. And then you might be recreating a new pathway. You're telling yourself like, you know what? I feel those things sometimes. So that's not who I am. I am a kind person. I am a loyal person. I'm a well intent attend. I have well, good intentions, you know, and telling yourself those things. And that is the new path. That's who you are. And that's what you walk down so often that now you don't have to really consciously correct your thinking as often as you once did. You're just becoming the person you want to be the person that you're telling yourself you are. So keep that in mind, catch yourself. I do this all the time. Instead of saying, oh, I'm just such an anxious person. I'm just like, no, you know, I do feel anxious right now. And that is real, but that is not Sarah. I am all these other things at the core of who I am and feeling anxious at times. is just one of those things that comes and goes and that anxiety. It doesn't have to be anxiety related. That's just the example that came up in my life recently. This could be with anything. Um, this is actually a good segue and transition into another thing that I personally do that I've been talking about 
with my husband in our marriage. And I'm sure that if you have a spouse or a partner, you've probably found yourself in this situation, either the one who's guilty of saying it or the one who's been accused of this, but also outside of romantic relationships and friendships in relationships at work, so on and so forth. I don't know why or when this started, but I know I'm not the only one that does this. Do y'all ever do the thing where you blame someone as you always fill in the blank? you like, for example, you're always late or you always say this thing, or you always do this. And it's so annoying. Someone might do it a lot. And that could be the case where it feels like, you know, they always do something or you always do something, but there is no realistic way to go about saying that some individual always, always, every single time approaches something the same way. The person that you say is always late. There have been times in their life. They weren't, they weren't late. Maybe they're few and far between, but there have been times where the person you know, if you're told that you always respond a certain way, you probably have been guilty of responding that way on multiple occasions, but there have been times where you haven't. So this blanket statement of accusing or saying that you always do something or someone telling you that you always do something is matter of the fact, end of the day, not true. That is not true because there have been times where you've proven that to not be true. So something I'm working on is removing the always in the accusatory sense and just facing each circumstance and each situation situation for what it is and face it head on that day in that moment and not put these blanket statements on people because I, in return, don't want those blanket statements put on me. Think about it. How frustrating if you were on the other end, I'm just being late. It's just an easy, non-harmful, um, way to go about this example. If you were on the other end of that, and someone was accusing you of always being late. First of all, you're going to feel embarrassed and so upset. And then you're probably going to tell yourself going back to what I said at the beginning of this episode, I'm always late. I'm just a late person. And you've created that pathway in your mind to believe that you are always late. And then you will always start becoming late. Cause that's who you've told yourself that you are as opposed to someone saying, Hey, you know what? I just wanted to be honest with you. I'm not mad. I just want to say it kind of makes me feel unimportant. And like, I'm maybe an afterthought when you show up way late to things that we had planned that I was really excited and looking forward to. And I know you were too, and I know you probably didn't mean anything by it, but being late just kind of made me feel undervalued. And I would like for you to be aware of that. That is going to resonate if this, I'm not saying if this is just like, um, you know, a business meeting or something where you've just randomly are going to lunch with somebody you're not close with one time. But if this is something that's actually a problem in a, in a relationship that's meaningful to you, and it's important enough for you to say something saying it that way, if I heard that would be a lot more impactful. And I would, I would probably actually resonate with me in a way that I would want to do something about it and show up as a better friend, spouse, et cetera, next time, because it impacted the person more than I realized as opposed to when you're feeling attacked by saying you always do something in that negative connotation, guards go up. That's just human nature. We get defensive. And so anyway, those are the two things that I've really been thinking about a lot lately. And, um, it ties into, I was listening to a podcast that I love and listen to often the Ed Milet show. 
highly, highly recommend Ed. He's phenomenal. I know he just released a new book that I'm going to be ordering soon as well, but he too, it was just two episodes ago. He was interviewed by someone else. I love Jamie Kern, Jamie Kern Lima. Um, she has a beauty brand that she sold for a billion dollars. She has a great story. Highly recommend looking into her as well, but she interviewed him and asked Ed, she kind of flipped the switch because he's normally the one interviewing and putting people in the hot seat, so to say, but she flipped the tables on him and asked him a bunch of questions that she wanted to know. And his audience wanted to know it's, um, the episode title is my most powerful episode ever. And my in the hot seat interviewed by Jamie Kern Lima, if you do want to go look for it, but I'll link it as well. And I honestly don't even remember what she initially asked him, but he stated something in one of his responses. That was a quote that was really powerful. And I had to pause and rewind and play it over and over again, and then write it down so I could share it with y'all. And he said, most people operate out of their history and their memory, not their imagination and their dreams. They are constantly replaying patterns and thoughts and emotions from the past that regenerate limiting beliefs about themselves. That's exactly what I was just saying, but way better stated in a well, much more concise manner. We do this and we might not realize that, or we might, we have limiting beliefs about ourselves and they didn't come out of nowhere. They came out of other people telling us things about ourselves over and over again, or our own mind, our own narratives, telling something about ourselves over and over again creating those narrow pathways, creating that road, that broken in road, the one that's been walked down time and time again to where you don't even have to consciously think about walking down it anymore. Some of those we do for good, but a lot of those we do for bad that create these limiting beliefs about ourselves. Always fill in the blank. I'm always this. I am anxiety. I am whatever. So all of that to say, be aware. And I'm preaching to the choir here because I struggle with this. I'm being transparent with y'all. I struggle with this every hour of every day, the self-talk, the way I approach conversations, the way I approach conflict, the way I approach life in general comes from oftentimes that place of fear, that memory of things I did in the past, things I've been told in the past and not the courage to stand in what I know I can be and should be the, the dreams I have, the imagination I have to think of my future self, my best self. So all that in, in conclusion, my challenge for you, my challenge for myself this week and next week and every day thereafter is to be aware of what we, what we tell ourselves, be aware of the paths we're creating in our minds that we walk down over and over again. And the story we tell ourselves, and then the narrative that we push on others in return, become aware. That's just step one. I'm not even saying go change your entire life. Step one is just becoming aware. Once you're aware, you can't change anything. You don't know exists, but when you become aware of something, then the power gets put back into your hands to acknowledge it for what it is. Don't hold on to it. Don't be upset with yourself. Don't linger in that pain or that frustration with yourself. Become aware and then say, okay, now I have the power to change it. I can start walking a new route. <laughs> I can change how I'm going to say this, how I'm going to think about, and just little habits every day in your conversation with yourself and your mind, in your conversation with others, start changing how you speak, start changing what you convince yourself is true. What you actually believe and your beliefs will change 
internally, mentally, and then on in return, they will then change on the outside and your life will start looking different. Your relationships will start looking different and you'll never get there. It'll never be perfect, but you and I together can keep practicing these habits every single day. Thank y'all so much for being here. If you enjoyed the show, if you thought that it might resonate with someone, you know, I would love it. If you text it to a friend or a family member, or if you shared it on your Instagram stories and tagged me, just get the word out. It helps grow the show. It helps me keep finding the excitement and encouragement to keep doing what I'm doing. And if you haven't already, I would love it. If you subscribe to the show, write and review, and you can always follow me and find me on Instagram at Sarah Maloof underscore underscore. If you do, I would also love to continue the conversation in a one-on-one conversation about what we talked about today or whatever else might be on your mind. We can talk about it over there in the DMS. Thank y'all so much and have a beautiful rest of your week. Thank you for listening to this episode of well-being well said the podcast. If you liked what you heard and you would like to support me, it would mean so much if you would subscribe to the show rate and review and spread the word, tell your friends, tag me on Instagram all the things that really does help me grow and helps me create more content that I can put out for you all.